So when I was in middle school and we were taking driver's ed, we had the IPDE concept. That's what the teachers always used to enforce with us. They used to tell us about it. IPED. I've never heard of that. Wait. IPDE. Yeah. The identify, predict, decide, and execute concept. You would identify, you're driving along, you identify what's ahead, you predict what's going to happen, you decide what you're going to do, and then you execute upon that decision. <laughs> so the other day we were driving along. Do you remember this day? Nope. Okay. So we were driving along and, uh, I encountered something that I did not, that the IPDE concept almost failed me on. So we were driving uh, down the road and fairly busy street, middle of the day or whatever. And, um, and as, as we're driving along, I, uh, I look over and you in the passenger seat, out of nowhere, you stop talking and you get this, this look of pure, an utter terror on your face. It was. Your eyes got as big as pie plates, and you were like, oh, you just start saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. So then me, I'm looking around like, what's happening? Is someone pulling out in front of me? Is is um, uh, 18-wheeler barreling down in, the, in our lane coming straight at us? I was trying to identify the problem but couldn't see it. So I couldn't decide what to do, and I couldn't execute upon the the situation. Um, and as you and you're frozen, you were frozen in pure and utter fright. Uh, yeah. And uh, why don't you tell everyone why were you so scared? What had happened? There was a spider on the sun visor on my side of the car, as big as the palm of my hand. <laughs> He would let's we let's let's clarify when you say by big as the palm of your hand, you mean pencil point small. It was nothing. And he small. was crawling on the uh, garage door opener that was on the visor. That was right at my eye level. But you couldn't verbally communicate this with me for several seconds, and I didn't. I was about to pull off the street. I mean, I was about to just just not even knowing what's happening, just go for broke and just barrel off the side of the road because I thought something horrible was happening. It was maybe, happening. Maybe uh, a volcano was erupting. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe uh, a fault line had opened up in front of us that I didn't see. I couldn't tell what was going on, but the look of te- of sheer terror on your face had me all confused so this tiny little spider was on the uh on the on the garage door opener the size of my fist and i said well let me grab it i said let me pull over and we'll get it but you decided i don't want that thing in front of me to pick up the garage door opener even though you were so scared you managed to to work up the the gumption to grab the garage door opener and start to move it so you're going to hand it to me i guess I was gonna and, put it on your visor, and then what? You're gonna put it on my so, visor, so that so that spider the size of my of my head was right. And then what happened when you? Because I could have predicted, decided, uh, predicted and decided and executed based on this. What happened when you started to move the little garage door opener? The spider decided he was gonna do a flying trapeze act right in front of my face from this little single. Strand of web. Yeah, and he came rolling down to you, and you started screaming even more, grabbing at the steering wheel, grabbing at me, terrified, screaming, screaming the end of the world. Oh, man. And uh, you you started flailing about. The spider crawled onto you. I had a dollar bill, a single dollar bill in the little cup holder, and I grabbed the dollar bill, 
and I... And it took you forever. <laughs> it took I, you like 20 minutes. I reached over and, and and took the spider with the spider with the dollar bill and threw him onto the floor. Listen, I'm surprised you could get that spider with that dollar bill. It was like the size of a yoga ball. Okay, it's the exaggeration episode of today's bungalow. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Cullen Bunn, and with me is... Cindy Scaredy Cat Bunn. That's right. And that was our adventure with the spider this week. Um, Good times. Good yeah. Times. Uh, so, uh, what's been going on, Cindy? What's, uh, what's, new with, uh, what's new with us? Oh, gosh. Lots. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. Well, I'm leaving on Monday... For what? You're leaving me? Well, way to break it to me now. Thanks. <laughs> this will be the last episode yeah. of the bungalow. <laughs> well, you get it in you the can, divorce. You, you, get this, you get this in the divorce. It's yours. <laughs> this and the pets. Do I get all five listeners, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not leaving you. You're not that lucky. Uh, but I am leaving this house for about a week. I'm going to Tampa for a couple days, and then I'm going on a cruise. What kind of cruise? Let's go ahead and... What kind of cruise are you going on? The Impractical Jokers cruise. Yay, the Impractical Jokers. I went on this cruise with you last year, Mm -hmm. and uh, and you've been on it every year they've done it, right? This will be the third one. And there's rumors, I don't know, um, but there's rumors that this may be the last one. Okay, well... I don't know. Well, uh, what are you looking forward to with the cruise? You got a lot of friends on that ship. I'm, yeah, I'm on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love the Jokers. Um, you know, Brian Quinn has been good to us. He's you know a friend of yours. He's been good to us, and I love the Jokers. But I'm going to see my friends. This this cruise is about spending time with my friends, not sure, not the Jokers. Okay. Well, have a. I hope you. I'm obviously. I think I want you to have a safe trip. Obviously, but I want you to have a good time too, and. We'll see. Yeah. I I mean, I'm most excited that the port that we're stopping in is called Great Stirrup K. And it is, uh, it's in the Bahamas. And it is a private island that the cruise line owns. And, like, only Norwegian ships, my, at least that's my understanding, is only Norwegian cruise line's ships can port there. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that'll that'll be nice. And so, like, it's got like I've seen videos on YouTube of the, the like them video touring the, the island, and you know, it's like a private. It, they've got beaches with all kinds of you know chair lounge chairs. There's bars. There's restaurants. So I mean, there's a lot to do, even though it's just tiny little private island. Yeah, that sounds fun. So yeah, yeah. No, the cruise was fun last year. I mean, I. We had uh, Squish with us last year, and they do a good job of trying to make sure there's activities for kids and things for kids to mm-hmm. do. But in the end of the day, I just feel like it's it's not as much of a... First of all, it's in the middle of the school year, so it's hard for him to go. But uh, it... Uh, and, we're you know, if we're going to take him out, I got some other trips this year that we may have to take him out of school for. Yeah, plus uh, he's so type A. He would hate it, yeah. He, yeah, he hates it. He hates being out of school yeah. for that. But no, uh, so we're going to miss you. Um but uh, I'm sure you'll have plenty of adventure stories for when you get back yeah. of your cruise ship. Thank a, you. A cruise experience. Yeah. All right. What else is up? Well, what else is going on with us? Do you know? No. That there is a new most liked photo on Instagram. <laughs> How does what does this have to do with us? Is it you? 
<laughs> well, I was curious. I All was, right. I was, uh... Okay, what's the new most liked photo? It's a picture of an egg. Oh, I heard about this. This is where it someone is, said, yeah. let's make this egg more, uh... Liked than Kylie Jenner. More liked than Kylie Jenner. And they did. They succeeded. And I think maybe it applies to me because we're doing keto. And, like, I'm all about <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sick of eggs right now. But, uh... uh yeah. I would like to punch that picture of an egg because I'm so sick of eggs. What is the love? <laughs> so sick. But, yes, we are doing keto, and that's been pretty awesome so far. I mean, I think we're doing okay with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's there's some days it's hard just because, and it's not because I'm craving carbs because I'm kind of over that now. Not me. But it's... Uh, but it's just you get tired of I, I'm I'm constantly searching for new things I can eat. Yeah. Because I get so bored so quickly because it it feels like it's you know, you can only have this, not that. Right. And, you know. Well this this time's a little tough for me because um the stars aligned in such a negative fashion that right around the time we started keto again, maybe a couple of weeks into our time at keto, uh Burger King started advertising the new Double quarter pounder burger, the BK King, which is basically Burger King's Big Mac. And there are a few sandwiches I like more than a Big Mac. But, and but couldn't you just have it without the bun? I don't think so because I think the, the I think Big Mac sauce probably has sugar in it. Like it's probably got carbs in it. And what's the point of a Big Mac without Big Mac sauce? Uh, so I'm just gonna have to avoid it. But I do have to see those commercials every time. Uh, you know, every it seems like they play it nonstop. But I see them, and it makes me want a BK King. But I'll be all right without one. I'll make it. I'll survive. Well, go to go to Wendy's. Get yourself one of their little, you know, on a bed of lettuce burgers, and you know, pretend it's a BK King. And on a bed of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they should. That's the name of the keto restaurant. On a bed should, of lettuce. Yes. <gasps> we should open a keto, a keto restaurant. restaurant. I know it would be great. Um, a keto restaurant or a White Castle? Oh, screw the keto. <laughs> keto what? Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, what else is up? So, we've talked about keto. We've talked about egg pictures. Well, let's talk about Twitter. All right. I love Twitter. It's my favorite social media platform. He says, what, gritting his teeth? <laughs> no, I do. I really, I mean, I think, you know, that's where I'm most active on social media is Twitter. Well, so, let's talk about it. You had a, you, you... So you've been, explain what you've been doing. You've been well. I haven't been doing it this week, so it's tough to you know. I dropped off because coming up with questions is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing like every day. I was posting a question of the day, just dumb little questions, mm-hmm. um, and you know things like you know what comics do you like this week, or you know what who's your favorite monster from a monster movie, and uh, but I posted one uh, I guess last week or week before, whatever, whenever it was. That just kind of went crazy in terms of responses. I mean, I, I have no idea why, what triggered this. I have some speculations. But uh, so I asked if there were any TV show that you could bring back and start up again as it without missing a beat, what TV show would you bring back? And I haven't checked today. I mean, I'm still getting responses from it. I haven't checked in a, in several days now, but at one point it was up to like twenty one thousand responses. <laughs> people who actually responded, twenty one thousand people, which is which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because you know, first of all, nobody likes anything ending. Everybody wants something to, right? You know, to continue. Um, 
and uh you know it's uh it, it, so it's just, it was it was pretty interesting. It was tough to keep track of Twitter for a while because I couldn't respond to those. I mean, I couldn't respond right. to all twenty one thousand, you know, responses or or whatever. But it was it was fun to see a lot of answers. You know, uh, what you have any ideas? What TV shows were most popular? People asking to come back. Firefly. Firefly number one. I think hands down most. I mean, I won't say most people, but that's the one that got the most responses. Most Firefly was the most common answer, I guess, if I were to rank them. Firefly and uh, Terriers and and, uh, Quantum Leap was another one that came up a lot. Hmm. Uh, A lot of shows people just didn't feel had satisfactory endings for their, you know, for their taste came up in the list. I don't even remember what I answered. I don't even remember what my answer was. I don't remember either. But it was fun because we had a lot of we had a lot of actors and actresses. Uh, yeah, you made respond. a lot of besties. I made many drivers. Now one of my best friends because she <laughs> responded to it. <laughs> um, the one of the creators of Terriers responded, and it was funny because uh, one of my uh, uh, friends at at Oni Press messaged me and said, you know, this is the feeling you get when Cullen Bunn is responsible for the rebirth of Terriers because <laughs> the creator was on there saying, well, yeah, you know, maybe we should bring this thing back. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's just, yeah. So, you know, it was a... Uh, but didn't you have to, like, Patricia Patricia Arquette? Patricia and... Arquette. There were, there were several, several, you know, you know, celebrity you know, celebrities who responded because, I mean, they're interested in that stuff, too. And like I said, I think it's just a matter of nobody ever wants anything to end. Sorry, folks. We, we've got a cat, cat invasion. Um, yeah, no. I one of one of the responses I saw, which I had I had forgotten about. <laughs> sorry, um, Cullen's kicking the cat out of the room. Literally kicking him. <laughs> Literally kicking the cat. Just like I killed that spider with a dollar bill. I just oh kicked the goodness. cat. Anyway, go ahead. You never even found that spider. It crawled away. Maybe. It's probably still in your car now. It's probably the size of a boulder. Maybe. Um, but anyway, one of the one of the responses I saw, which I was I kicked myself because I hadn't thought of it, was Jericho. Oh yeah, Jericho came up quite mm-hmm. a bit. Jericho came up a I lot. I loved that show and I was so sad that they only they only did two seasons. It was two or three. Mm, I thought it was two. Maybe it's I don't remember. I know. I know at the end they were getting ready to start like embark on some civil war type thing. But, yeah, but uh, I like that show. That would have been a good choice. But yeah, well, I know that they were gonna cancel it after the first season. Mm-hmm. And fan response. And the was, fan response was so you know there was like an uproar. Right. So then they said, okay, well we'll bring it back for one more season and see how it does. And and then they brought it back for the second season and they didn't get the response they were hoping for. So they said. Sorry, folks. So that's why it kind of, when season two ended, that's kind of why it, it ended the way it did, where it could have easily gone on, you know, in another season, because they wanted to see how the response was. But they ended that season in a way that it could have been the closure of, you know, which it ended up being, but... Yeah. No, but that was fun. It was a... It was a... a, 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 So, since that time, and I haven't posted... I think I posted one or two questions since, but I've been trying to to figure out the formula to get responses like that. I don't know what the the trick uh, trick is to get those kind of responses. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, But, like I said, writing questions is hard, and I've had, you know, I don't know how many more I have in me right now, so... (laughs) 
Well, if they weren't, if they weren't supposed to be all comic related, well, they I aren't supposed to be help. comic related. They're just about stuff. It doesn't have to be anything. You can ask, what was the last surgical procedure you had? I'm, I'm interested in that. You're weird. <laughs> Am I learning something new about yes, you I'm right obsessed, now? I'm very uncomfortable. Obsessed with surgical procedures. <laughs> and then what? And then you had a, a shout out from uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic uh, actor Don Cheadle uh, reached out, and uh, I guess someone had asked him what his favorite comic was, and he said Bone Parish. So I saw that pop up, and that was pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I love that. Because I, I I admire him and his work so much, so it was it was really cool to see him mention you know something that I work on, which is awesome. And you have a new bestie on Twitter too. I do, uh, Meredith Salinger, who is uh, happens to be Patton Oswalt's wife. She liked one of my tweets. So now you are in that you're like in the Oswald family. Basically. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm getting invited to the next reunion. Probably so. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny how those <laughs> little. No, it's just funny how those little things. Right. You know, it, it gets you excited about stuff. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds liked the picture of me dressed as Deadpool a couple of years ago, and I was kind of I kind of geeked out about that. Well, I um, geeked out about it too. That's when I liked Deadpool. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> forging ahead. What yes. else have we got? So, let's talk about your new segment that we're adding to the show. Is this a surprise segment? Because I don't know what you're talking about. We are going to add uh-huh. new to the bungalow. Oh, boy. We could add a sound effect for a drum roll instead of you slapping. <laughs> what is it? Listen, Linda. All right, what is it? It's Cullen's Comic Corner. Oh, boy. Comics. So, I feel like, you know, we said it was going to be about being, you know, this podcast was going to be about being married to a comic book writer and being a comic book writer and about comics, you know, with a little bit of pop culture and everything else thrown in. Yeah. And I started thinking, we haven't really talked much about your comics. And listen, we got to pay these bills, man. We got to get some people (laughs) buying your shit. So... Cullen's Comic Corner featuring Cullen (laughs) and my comics. All right, because my favorite thing to talk about is comic books. Well, you know me; I like to make you uncomfortable. I know. Um, Yeah. So we. So this wasn't a total surprise. You told me we might talk about this. Yeah. Just you know, talk about any new projects you have coming up. Yeah. So we'll talk about comic, but also you know, I still love comics too. I'm not just. I don't. I'm not one of those comic book writers who says dumb shit like. Oh, I don't read comics anymore. Um, I still love comics, uh, and and I still collect comics. So, uh, you know, let's talk about that, too. And this week, even though I'm afraid I'm going to scoot over just a little bit because I don't want you to hit me, um, I did pick up a few exciting new comics for my collection. How much did they cost? <laughs> See, that's not a good question. <laughs> um, well, what's interesting is I did something I have never done in all my years of collecting comics. I traded books oh. for some of these. Oh, yeah. So I made a trade with our local comic shop of some stuff I had that that uh, Josh, who owns the Comic Cave, mm-hmm. uh, he had. So I traded some of these. But Josh got these awesome comics, and I bought a bunch of CGC'd and slabbed comics. Uh, Which cost more. Well, yeah, because they're graded and cool. But these are, like, I got a bunch of old EC comics, like The Haunt of Fear, number 21, and... 
And EC Comics is like what was out there before DC and Marvel, right? Well, they were out there. Yeah, these, you know, these are, well, they what you call pre-code comics. Because like in the 1950s, uh, people sort of went up in arms about gore and horror and violence in comics, and they created the comics code, which you would start seeing on comics. For you know, when I was growing up, okay. that was always on a comic. But these were pre-code, and were actually you know what a lot of people would say. These EC comics were a lot of the ones that people would point to and say, "Look at these awful comics that they're so gruesome and and horrible." But they legitimately had some of the greatest stories that have ever been you know put in comics. They were awesome. They had amazing creators. And I don't have very many original EC comics, so uh, I got a, a few of these. I got some Tales from the Crypt, and these are from, like, 1954. I got Tales from the Crypt number 42, which has this awesome Jack Davis cover of a group of vampire hunters getting ready to stake this vampire. And uh, and Haunt of Fear number 23, and Vault of Horror number 28, and all of these are graded in slabs, so I can't open them. But so, so let me ask you this: As someone who doesn't collect comics, yes, what is the point of getting them graded and slapped? Well, you, because you can't, you can't ever take it out of there, right? You, well, you could take it out, but it it but no it, longer but loses it's no that longer, grade, right? Yeah. So but what's the point? So it, it, they're almost like archive for me. They're they're like archives, and I don't buy a lot of slabbed and graded stuff. But it's like archiving them so that I, you know, I can give these to to uh, to squish one day. So he and can pawn them. So he can pawn them, <laughs> um, but they're they're just they the, you get a, a grade on them in terms of the condition they're in, and it's always going to be considered that grade as long as it's in the bu- you know the the case mm-hmm. and the case hasn't been cracked or whatever. Um, but it just shows and it just keeps it safe and sound. Um, for me, the stories I have, like I said, I have tons of reprint EC books, so I have most of these stories already anyway. Um, and see, and then I have one EC. I got an Incredible Science Fiction number 32, which came out after the Comics Code Authority, and they got this big old approved by the oh, Comics Code on the front. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen that on comics yeah. before. Well, they don't do it anymore, but in the, you know, that used to be all comics mm-hmm. had that um, for many years up until not that long ago. And then in addition to EC, I got this cool Iron Fist number 14, uh, which is the first appearance of Sabretooth. There's Danny Rand, your, your say, favorite. Is that Danny? That's yep. Danny Rand, your favorite Marvel superhero. No, my favorite superhero is Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange. I'm sorry. He's my second favorite. And then, all right, so there you go. Um, so well, yeah, I got a few. Cool, I got a few. Con- oh, who's the who's the other one? The Punisher. The pun. Oh, well, we've been watching Punisher season two, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, so I've been buying. I got a few new comics to add to the collection. Um, and then, as far as the comics I have, you know, my comics that are coming out, just today was announced this big deal that uh, that I've done with uh, HarperCollins Children's Books. Uh, uh, artist Kat Ferris and I are putting out a comic uh, for kids called uh, The Ghoul Next Door. Uh, so it was just announced today. It's going to be a super cool, super creepy, super fun uh you know, kids comic. I think adults will like it too because it's it's like I said. It's I, I don't pull back from it being a creepy comic. I've just it's geared towards kids. Um, but that was just announced today. Uh, it'll come out next next year, I guess. But uh, uh, I'm you know I'm excited about that book and uh, and and that world that I'm I'm creating with that. And if you go on my Twitter page, you can see links to the article about it and everything. So uh, definitely check that out and be get ready to buy it. 
And you put a lot of blood and sweat and maybe even tears when I wasn't looking. A lot of tears. A lot of tears. Well, it was a big. I mean, it's like an almost two hundred page graphic novel. Yeah. And uh, and it's you know, it all had to be done before uh, Cat could before the edit because working with uh, with Harper Collins, uh, the editorial process is a little different from working with a you know a quote unquote traditional comic book publisher. Um, And uh, and I just want to make sure it was right. I want to make sure they were happy. And uh, my editor uh, had, you know, notes, and I want to make sure those were addressed, and we improved the story and everything. But now it's already it's in Cat's hands, so it's, you know, the book's in. Already she's drawn pages, because if you go to that article, you'll see some sample pages, or some of the preview yeah. pages. But, yeah, the book's uh, underway. It's, it's in progress. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. And, like I said, uh, I think people will like it. Um, it's geared, you know, it's, it's a different kind of publisher for me to work with. Um, but, uh, but, uh, I think it'll, I think people will really like this book when it comes out. Yeah. Of course they will. It's a yeah. Colin Bond book. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. But, uh. All right. So, is that the culling corner? Sort of, yeah. I have, I have a question for you. Oh, no. I did, I told you I didn't spend much money on these. I traded for a lot of them. That's not what I was going to ask. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, no, I was going to ask you, so... As a comic book writer, what is one thing, good or bad, that you wish people knew about being a comic book writer? <laughs> um, you know, I don't... Um, well, you, now this one you got me on the spot just a little bit. I could probably answer this question differently every time you asked it. Sure. So I'll think about stuff that I've been thinking about this week. Is I think uh, a lot of readers, and most of the time, you know, ninety-five percent of readers are awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think what people don't realize, both the, the awesome readers and then the ones who aren't awesome, is they don't realize that most creators are people too, and uh, <laughs> and they, you know, there are those. Who say just nasty shit about you know different creators? I see it all the time. I just saw some creators this week, and I won't name them. Creators in the last couple of weeks say, "Well, I'm done with social media," and they're you know they're signing off of social media because they're getting just terrible comments from people. And I get it; you don't like what they're doing. Not not everything you write is going to be right for everyone. Sure, but you don't, ha- and and not every comic you create is going to be a winner. Sometimes there's some clunkers in the mix. It's just the nature of it. But uh, I think people don't really think about how comments like that are just hurtful. Or if they do, and they think about, hey, this is fun, let's hurt this person's feelings, well, then they are pond scum. And yeah. they need to, you know, they need to go get a life somewhere. So I don't think people think about how much that impacts them. But conversely, I don't know that a lot of people realize how uh, awesome it is when someone writes to you and says, Hey, I like this book. Just even a, something simple like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of stuff is energizing for creators, and I know that people love it. I love it, and uh, and I think that you know that's something that that you just keep in mind is that people, you know, the, the people who are writing these comics are or, or drawing these comics or, or whatever or creating anything are people, and they they react to you know it, to sure. to the positives and the negatives. Uh, it, you know, they take it to heart. Um, sure. That's probably not my number one best answer, but that's what I'm saying right now because you caught me off guard. That's a good one, though. That's a really good answer. That's like, 
those Jimmy, is it Jimmy Fallon who does the bad tweets? Yes, well. Or Jimmy. Yes. Yeah, how has the celebrities read the, you know, you, you put these, you put those. It's not Jimmy Fallon, it's the other. It's the other Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel does well, bad Well, that's what I said. I couldn't remember. Yeah, mean tweets. Mean tweets, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Dennis Hopeless and I, who do uh, uh, have a web channel, or a YouTube channel, sure. called Missouri Swagger, at one time we said we were going to read mean tweets and mean comments about each other, but it's just so disheartening. I just have no interest yeah. in it. Yeah, I um, wouldn't want that either. Putting that, that more negative juju out into the universe. That's right. Trust Kill me. it. The world's negative enough. You ain't kidding. Uh, but anyway, but I do like I do like Kimmel's mean tweet segments. Yeah. yeah. So what about you? You are married to an awesome comic book writer. So what have you? What do you think people should know about comic book or being comic book creators or being married to a comic book creator? Because there may be people out there who want to marry a comic book no, creator. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um. You don't think there are there are little boys and little girls out there who dream of one day marrying a comic book creator? Their parents need to do a better job <laughs> setting their sights higher. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so anything no. that you think people um, should know? Yeah, I can think of something off the top of my head. Something that has, for as long as I've been with you, which is 17 years and counting, um... My entire existence with you has been, you know, from time to time dealing with friends and family who don't understand that you're a writer by profession and just because you work from home doesn't mean you have all this free time to, you know, to go out and do stuff all the time. I mean... You have so many deadlines, and you're constantly... I don't think people realize like how constant your stress level is with trying to get your deadlines met. And, you know, like, I can remember when I first started dating you, and, you know, you'd get invited to family functions, and you would have deadlines, you know, you had to meet. You know, and then I'd go to the family function alone, which at first bothered me, but then I just came to realize this is... look. This it is what it is, and you love him, you accept it, you know, or you or you don't, and you move on. But uh, you know, you were the best offer I had, so ha ha. You know, no. I feel like you're gearing up to ask me to go to some sort of family function. <laughs> and I, well, and I have my answer. <laughs> my brother's having a barbecue. Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't go to that. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, like, and I can remember t- going to family functions, you know, and like, where's Cullen? How come he doesn't come? Does he not like us? You know, he never never comes. He's always, you say he's always writing. Well, that's because he is always writing. Well, I, people don't realize I am always writing. Yeah. Um, and, and I try to go when I can to these things. I don't try to ditch you on every one of them. Oh, no, of course you um, don't. But, but, uh, but, yeah, I am always writing, and, and people don't realize that. I don't know that there's been a weekend in the past... Six years yeah. that I haven't worked. I don't know that I've been on a vacation oh, that yeah. I haven't worked. I remember being at Disney World the first time we were at Disney World and editors calling me saying, hey, uh, this other writer needs some help. Can you please, please write some pages for us and get them to us in the next day or two on a weekend at Disney World? 
And they and, knew you were at Disney. And they knew we were at Disney yeah. World. So, uh, so no, I, I'm always, you know, I, I try to make time when I can, but, but yeah, the part of being a freelancer is if you're not working, you're not making money, and, uh, and, um, you know, you, you have to, sometimes I have to make some sacrifices, uh, in order to, to get these, you know, these projects, projects done. Yeah. But yeah, and people don't realize it, and that's okay. They see, they hear I'm a comic book writer, and they think that's some sort of dodge, and it is, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh. They're just jealous they can't work in their jammy pants. A, I do work in my jammy pants, <laughs> but it is a dodge that, uh, that requires a lot of work. So, <laughs> so there we go. There, how's that for the first comics corner? I like it. I think All it right. went well. Awesome. I feel like we've bonded. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> All right. What, what's next on our well, agenda? You know how you always give me quizzes? On the two times I've done it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm about to give you your second quiz. All right. Let's do it. I'm ready. What is our topic today? Is there a topic or is it just random Oh, no. Questions? There's a topic. Okay. There's a topic indeed. All right. This is about... 80s hair bands. For God's sake. Okay. Hey, you want to quiz me on stuff I don't know anything about? I'm going to quiz you on stuff you don't know anything about. All right. Aquanet. That's one of the answers. I don't know why, but I know that one of the answers is Aquanet. No. <laughs> all right. Hit me with it. All right. I'm a, they're, and they're all multiple choice. Oh, multiple choice. Uh, great. So I'm going to give you all right, eight questions. Me. Eight? All right, eight no, questions. Nine. Nine questions. Nine questions. All right, everybody loves nine questions. All right. First question. Best known for being glam, Twisted Sister got an early start into the hair metal scene. Which tune were they not responsible for? Was it A, I want to rock, B, we're not going to take it, or C, I was made for loving you. See, very good. I hope that was the 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 hardest of the questions. <laughs> it was C. All right, this one you may be able to get. I, I knew that one because I remembered. Uh, I remember the videos of of that guy going, "I want to rock," you know that. So <laughs> anyway, so all right, here's my next one. You're gonna know this one too. Which rocker was front man? For American Band Poison. Okay. Do you know the answer? Or do I, I thought it was multiple choice. It's Brett Michaels, but well, I, I, <laughs> I figured you wouldn't need it. Brett Michaels from Rock of Love. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that show was a train wreck, and yet we couldn't not. We watch watched it. every season. Every of it. season of it. We Although it. I get it confused now. Sometimes I'm just sitting around thinking of Brett Michaels, Rock of Love. And uh, I get it confused with flavor of love, and uh, I, I, those two have merged to an amalgam of <laughs> flavor Flav Michaels. Oh, oh my gosh! So <laughs> that would be interesting. It would be flavor Flav with a bandana. Right. I'm, this is my pitch for a new locks. <laughs> yes, yes, big clock. All right. Scott Skinny Bob. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next question. Two out of nine I've, I've gotten right. No. Which band jammed out to the power ballad love song? Uh-oh. Was it A, Skid Row, B, Tesla, or C, L.A. Guns? L.A. Guns. <laughs> Who was it? Tesla. Oh. You know, when after... Love is oh, all yeah. around 
Oh, was that song? Yeah. I didn't know the name of it. If you just sang it, I would have told you who it was. I didn't know the title. That's how this game is played, son. I remember when I got out, after I graduated from high school, I came back to North Carolina to visit, and I saw some girl that we knew from high school, and she said, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> for, no. And I told her that I was the special effects makeup artist for all of L.A. Guns <laughs> videos. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure out something that sounded impressive but also halfway Were you trying to get laid? plausible no i just want no i was trying to no i was just trying to tell somebody some, a lie <laughs> i just like lying to people i guess oh great yeah i'll all take right. things wives want to hear for a thousand alex <laughs> all right let's go number four i got a half a point for that one because you didn't sing it what <laughs> no you get two you've got two points all right all right hanoi rocks Set the standard for many glam bands. Where were they from? Hanoi! No. <laughs> A, St. Louis. B, Liverpool, England. Or C, Helsinki, Finland. Helsinki, Finland. That's a lucky guess. Ah, it doesn't matter if it's a guess or not. I know, but I'm Since just I've saying. Since I've never heard of Hanoi Rocks. What? So, what song did they sing? I don't remember. Okay. Um, who's the lead singer for Motley Crue? Oh, that one dude, uh, give me the names. He was in, wait, I might be able to get it. He was in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Which was the only reason I went to see Ford Fairlane. Um, and he, what did he, who did he play in Ford Fairlane? What's that dude's name? Anyway, uh, give me the names and I'll get it. Tommy Lee? No. Nikki Six? No. Vince Neil? Yes, yeah, Vince Neil. I would have said Brett Michaels because I get used to get Brett Michaels and Vince Neil confused a lot. Oh my gosh, they'd both beat you up for that. I don't think either one of them would beat me up, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This Philadelphia band is still jamming. They're most known for Nobody's Fool from their Night Songs album. Which Disney princess are they named after? Name them. Is it Cinderella? Is it Snow White? Or is it Sleeping Beauty? Well, it'd be Cinderella. But I didn't think they were they were most known for those songs. I thought they were. Well, you've already won. I mean, I get Cinderella confused with Rat. What? <laughs> I don't know why. I just do. All right, go ahead. All right, Def Leppard was formed in 1977 in Sheffield, England. What? What was that? What were they originally named? Give me the options. Pink Panther, Atomic Mass, The Queen's Desire. Atomic Mass. Yep. Boom. You're guessing, but you're doing good. <laughs> I don't think I am. I think you forget that in high school, I was really into metal. Not hair bands, but really into metal. And hair bands were just adjacent to the kind of music you I were. listened to. Right. So I would I picked up this stuff. You bought Hit Parade or whatever, you would get a bunch of crap about That's these true. guys, too. So. There you go. See, I always bought Metal's Edge. Oh, yeah. I used to read Metal's Edge a little bit. But, all right. Go ahead. By the way, I'm looking at my office right now, and I really want an Iron Maiden door poster on the back of that door. Oh, my gosh. As a kid, I used to have a door poster of Eddie bursting through. He Can looked awesome. And uh, I think I'm going to get one this week and put on the door. All right. All right. Frankie Benali was the drummer of which band? I know that name, so give me the oh, options. Whatever. I do know that name. Quiet Riot, Rat, or Striper. Oh, that's a tough one. It's Rat or Striper. Rat. 
Nope. No, it was Quiet Riot. Riot. It was Quiet Riot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the names of. Uh, that's the thing is, I don't know the names of songs usually, nor do I know the names of band members. Like, I think I could name the members of Metallica, but maybe not. <laughs> and I used to be able to. All right, is that the last one? No, this is the last one. I could go on, but I'm only gonna. All right, hit me with the I'll last one. I'll give you one. ten. I'll give you ten. All right. All right. This this English band formed in 1978 after David Coverdale left Deep Purple. One of the. Oh, I know that one. What? That's uh, David Coverdale was in one kind one band. It was the one that sang. Uh, I mean, the famous band, the one with the girls rolling around on the hood of the car. <laughs> um, and I we used to listen to that one song they had. I could. It's like. Well, that's one of them, but the other one was. There's another song that we used to. All my. I remember we drive around and that song would come on, and my friends were like, "Oh yeah!" It's like when some musician that kids like today comes on, and everybody. Children of the night. No, not children of the night. Uh, The one about uh, being alone. About how he rocks alone or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Give me the options, and I can tell you as soon as I hear it. Faster Pussycat. No. Britney Fox? No. <laughs> white Snake. Yeah, White Snake. That's what I meant. There's one song where he's like, something about, a, I can't like remember. Like a drifter out. That one, Walking that's, Alone. Yeah. That's, I was born, yeah. That's Here I Go Again. On My Own. It's all about being alone and standing for yourself. All right, Joe Dirt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good movie. All right. Joe Life's Dirt, a Garden, Joe dig Dirt. it. Life's a Garden, dig it. <laughs> I right. think I think our cat has, has grown uh Apparently, he can pick locks. Um, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> he keeps opening the door. All right, last question. All right. And just so you know, I've gotten all but two correct. All right. <laughs> all right, ask away. All right. Wasp wa- yes. was known for putting on raunchy shows. Were they? What did they occasionally throw into the audience during performances? Was it? Chocolate buttholes. No, <laughs> The edible anus. Yeah, what's the... All right. Was it cow blood? That's not raunchy enough. Was it dead meat? Or was it raw meat? That's not raunchy. Was it dead birds? What? None of those things are raunchy. They're grody. All right, they threw uh, blood. No. Dead birds? They threw dead birds. Dummies. All right. (laughs) Are they still around? Uh, Are they still rocking it? No. Rocking it for the geriatric set. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Here's one more. Oh come on! All right. This will more. be the last one. This will be the last one. Well, that last one doesn't count. I've won hands down because because right. you right. got five out of nine. Does, no, no, <laughs> I got I got seven out of nine. Whatever. Thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. All right. All right. Here's one. Sister Christian reached number five on the U.S. charts in 1983. Was that a hair band song? Sure. Sister Christian, and the time has come. They were like on the outskirts between. I thought it was Rock Chicago saying that. Anyway, no. anyway, tell me about it. Which San Francisco band performed this hit? All right. What are my options? Night Ranger, Dokken. Not Dokken. Or Bon Jovi. No, Night Ranger. <laughs> All right, that good question. That was a good one. And our listeners now know how awesome I am at hair bands. Whatever. You suck. All right, now, uh, is it time to talk about your news of the weird? Oh, yes. All right, let's hear your news of the weird. Let's close this out with some news of the weird. 
I've got we've got three or four doozies here. All right. My favorite one I like to call somebody bucked up. Bucked up? Somebody bucked up. All right, let's hear about it. All right, so this chick in Oklahoma is meeting guys on Bumble. Wait a minute. Bumble? Is that like farmers only for abominable snowmen? I'm guessing. <laughs> you don't have to be lonely <laughs> at BumblesMonster.com. Get it? That's a Rudolph the Reindeer deep cut. Oh all right. God. So anyway, all right, Bumble. All right, so uh, yeah, what's the theme of Bumble? I don't know. It's it's just I think I get the idea. It's kind of like a Tinder or something. Like okay. you meet you meet people. <laughs> you just bumble into somebody. <laughs> That's one way to put it. All right. So what happened to her? So she meets this guy, and uh, she starts talking to him. And you know he's also he's from like the next town over. Now in his area knows him. He's like a pretty well known guy in his area. Because he's a game warden. Okay. Okay. Good for him. Good yeah. job. Okay, so he didn't really think it was it was need necessary to put his occupation on <clears throat> excuse me, on his page, on his profile. Because everybody knew around there knew and it's I guess the whole point of this website or this app is to meet people in your area. So he figured, well, everybody knows what I am. Um so he meets this girl from next town over, a couple towns over, and they start talking. And all of a sudden, she starts talking about how she had just scored this buck. She had just gotten this buck during a hunt. Well, being a game warden, he knew that deer season was over. Wah, wah. So... At first, she thought it was somebody that he knew that was maybe messing with him, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, "Oh yeah, well, did you get it? You know, what kind of bow did you get it with?" Because I, I'm not, I'm not up on deer hunting, but apparently, after deer season is over, you can still hunt deer, but it has to be bow hunting. It can't be with a you know a gun. Right. And he said, "Oh, you know, what kind of crossbow was it? Or you know, was it a crossbow?" And she's like, "Nope, I got it with my and you know." And then she named off whatever kind of gun she used and he said uh well how'd you do that he's like did you you know you didn't and i don't remember what the term is but there's something where they will shine a flashlight directly into yeah the deer's eyes and it like blinds them or stuns them yeah or stuns them and they just they won't move and then it's easier to shoot them and that apparently is illegal also mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that and so he asked her, did you, you know, whatever this term is. And she said, well, yeah. And uh, so good old game warden boy, he hunted her down on social media, <laughs> found out where she lived, and sent game wardens to her house the next day to arrest her. Crazy. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't and- brag to people you don't know because... Yeah, it, the the world's very small, and you just never know what's going to happen. Just yeah. don't be an idiot. Right. There's my tip for social media. Don't be that person. All right, what's next? So, apparently there are a lot of stupid criminals in Pinellas County, Florida. Okay. Which, if you live in that area, no disrespect, I'm just reading. I read two separate news blips. About two different crimes on two different days. <laughs> so if you live in the county, uh, sorry, and you're a criminal, we didn't mean to offend you. 
is. <laughs> I'm not saying they're a criminal, right. unless they're one of these two guys I'm talking about. All right, so what, is, All what right, are these so the folks first doing? one, this is my favorite one. So this guy gets arrested, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know what he got arrested for, but he got arrested. Probably and killing deer when he was arrested. He might have. In Pinellas County, Florida. Okay. He gets arrested. And they take him to jail, and he releases syringes from his butt. He had syringes in his butt. He, he was, was hiding them up. He was, I guess. I don't know. And uh, that doesn't sound his very favorite. Sterile. And oh, here's the best part. What do you think he said? He didn't know they were there. They weren't his. They weren't his. <laughs> what a jackass! <laughs> what a what a syringe ass that guy is. <laughs> All right, what's the other... So, yeah, that's... I love that I didn't... That yeah, they aren't mine. They're not mine. Or I didn't know they were there. So what? But, so what's worse? Having drugs that you've shoved up your behind, or the fact that you say they're not yours, so you let somebody else shove well, their drugs up hey, your behind? Everybody has their kinks. That's fine. Whatever you like. Mm-hmm. But don't... Don't, uh... Don't tell me that they aren't yours. If they're... <laughs> I'm almost certain... I don't know what legality is. I know if you have it on your person, it's considered yours, I guess. But I'm almost certain that if it's if it's in your person, it's definitely yours. <laughs> I would think so. Okay. But, yeah. And the other one... I got syringes in my butt. That seems like a dumb thing to do during flu season. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so here's the other one. This dude, this dude, same county, Pinellas, Pinellas County, Florida... And he, I don't, I don't know the, all the details. He had a crack pipe and a spoon shoved up his butt. Well, it's butt related, but oh, it's not. What that. is it with you and the butt related stories? All right, <laughs> let's do it. Let's hear it. I do have a pattern, you don't do. I? It, it's a little disturbing. Edible anuses. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's hear this. What did he um, have? Well, he somehow caught wind of a bottle of hydrocodone. That was in somebody's lockbox. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or it was in a hospital or somewhere. And, no, it wasn't in a hospital. I don't remember. But anyway, he, he knows that there's this bottle of pills in this lockbox that, that he believes are hydrocodone. That's what it says on the bottle. So it's like, oh, it's hydrocodone. So he steals the bottle and starts taking them. They weren't hydrocodone, they were laxatives. Somebody had put <laughs> laxatives in their bottle, their hydrocodone bottle. So this old boy... He had a rough day. Yeah, he got arrested and it was not pretty. It was an unpleasant ride to the yes, jailhouse. Yes, That's awful, but alright. That's funny, uh, somebody was really playing a prank on... They knew yeah, somebody they knew was... someone was going to steal yeah. that. Alright. What else? All have right, we got? here's my here's my one that I call "You Can't Fix Stupid." Uh, okay, so far all of them seem to be "You Can't Fix Stupid." Well, but this okay. is true. This is true. They all bucked up. Right. All right. So this guy in Pittston, Pennsylvania. Okay. He breaks into this music store to steal two guitars. Okay. While he's in there. He realizes there's a security camera. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, you can see his face. Okay. So he's like, oh, crap. So he runs out and leaves. Okay. He comes back. 
Yeah, with a mask. With a mask. <laughs> and steals three more guitars. <laughs> and here's the best part. Here's the best part. How they caught him, they could read his license plate in the surveillance camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they found him, went to his house, found the guitars, and arrested him. And when they arrested him, what is his response? It what wasn't is, me. What is the one thing he says? No. It wasn't me. These no. aren't what he said. Go Eagles. Well, he's patriot. He's uh, he supports his team. <laughs> so yeah. All so right. those are my those are my uh, my news my weird crazy news stories for the day. So well, that was uh, that, that those were fun. Um, all right, so Sydney, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on uh, Instagram at Animal Quacker seventy two. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Cindy Bun. Mm-hmm. And- and you can find our podcast on Twitter at The Bungalow, B-U-N-N-G-A-L-O-W. And you can find me at on Twitter at Cullen Bun. Uh, that's probably the best way to find And that can direct you to everything else that I am doing online. Yes. So thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back after Cindy's cruise, and we'll get to hear all of her uh, adventures. All right. Thanks, everybody. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh. I am so sorry. I forgot. Cindy's over here grinning, and I think she's grinning just because this is over. But I forget that she has a special sign-off every episode. All right, I'm going to be quiet now. Hit us with it, Cindy. Bun out. That's the best one yet.